Welcome to Vida I Wish I Knew Then, a safe space where modern Latinas share their healing journeys on how to build confidence and are now breaking barriers. I'm your host, Jess, and this podcast will talk about our cultura and speak on topics we wish we knew before, of course, with a little Spanglish twist. Let's get started. Hello, friends. I hope that you're enjoying yourself no matter what you're doing and while you're listening to today's episode. I have a feeling that we might have a few new listeners joining us today. So a big hola and welcome to Vida. I wish I knew then. Grab your cafecito, agüita o cupita de vino because today is going to be a lot of fun. On my Instagram, I mentioned that I wanted to offer someone the opportunity to experience being on a podcast especially if they were curious about exploring the world of podcasting and wanted to see if it was something that they would like to pursue further. As I mentioned before, I'm a strong advocate for everyone following their curiosities because you never know where it might lead you. And most importantly, practicing self-development. This might be a chance for my guest to be like, oh my God, I want to keep doing podcasts. Or she's going to say, oh no, girl, after today, that's it. So someone reached out to me and she said, yo, I want to do it. And here she is. And I am so excited. But before we dive into our conversation, reflecting on season one and how the episode resonated with her, let me share a little bit about her. Deanna Martin, a former high school teacher turned business owner, made a life-changing decision after years of juggling a demanding job and a growing family. Fueled by her determination, she chose to embark on a new journey despite of the reservations of her family. Her goal was to establish a business that could accommodate her hectic schedule, which included caring for her three children and supporting her husband, who also is an entrepreneur. Deanna was determined to prove to herself that she could create the life that she wanted and always dreamed of. Today, as a virtual assistant, serving wellness and education-based entrepreneurs, Deanna's business, Patrona Virtual Solutions, thrives. She provides essential administrative support to help business owners flourish while maintaining her roles as a dedicated woman, wife, and mother, a vision that she had held close to her heart. So welcome, Diana. I am so excited to have you here. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thank you so much for the intro. I'm going to like, have that printed out and like just read it to myself <laughs> every morning, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, so I um, am a business owner now. I was a teacher for 14 years. I taught high school science. So I taught um, first did special education and then I went into biology, honest biology and human anatomy. So I was in the teaching world and it worked beautifully for where my family was at the time. And after having my third, it just was too chaotic. Um, obviously, over the years, I think everyone knows that teachers jobs became much more demanding. And as much as I really loved what I was doing, I love my kids. I always call them my kids. I don't call them my students. I always love my kids. Um, it was just I was tired of being too tired when, when I got home for my own babies. So um, I just knew that something had to change. And once 2020 happened, you know, I was literally online overnight and it kind of just opened up this whole, you know, other side that I didn't know education could offer. And so um, through kind of like talking to people and doing my own research, I found that I could do virtual assisting. 
um, and created my own business so that now I can support other educators and wellness businesses because that's kind of what where, where my background is. So I have my bachelor's in kinesiology and my master's in public health. So I'm kind of merging the, the two things that I love and now I get to do that. Yay, wonderful. It makes me so happy that um, that you're getting to do something that still fulfills you while you're still being a mom, because I know that it's so hard um, to be able to juggle, especially you having three that you say you have three little mm-hmm. ones. Um, also, I wanted to mention something. You said that you called your students, your babies. I mean, what did you want? Well, sorry, which is yeah. your kids? Yes. Uh, Funny story. Um, I actually used to be a college professor. And oh, I was a college pro- professor at a very young age. I think I was like 23. And I oh. actually had students who, that were older than me at that time. And I would call them my kids. <laughs> I would be like, oh, my God, I got to green my kids papers or yeah. whatever the, the case was. Um, well, thank you so much for again for being here. It's uh, exciting to have the opportunity to to find someone on Instagram. This is why I love Instagram so much because you could connect with pretty much anywhere. We don't even live in the same states, which mm-hmm. I think is so cool. Um, awesome. So in this episode, we're going to reflect a little bit on uh, season one. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us, um, I know that you said that you had more than one um, episode that you were resonating to, which is awesome because we have a little bit more to talk about in and dig a little bit deeper. But can you tell us a little bit about what um, episode of season one resonated with you the most and why? Yeah, so with season one, well, first of all, I found your podcast, which is amazing, by the way, but I found your podcast because in trying to build my business, I was really trying to figure out, you know, who is it that I want to serve? And like, what's my niche? And we always hear that, you know, that term in the entrepreneurial world. And so I initially, when I started said, you know, I want to go ahead and support um, Latina entrepreneurs, because you know, that's my community. And that's what I want to serve. And even the school that I was teaching at, um, majority of of my students were, you know, Latino. um, And so that's just where my heart was. And so I was digging and trying to find, you know, businesses and podcasts and kind of get that motivation, you know, hear all these amazing stories. So and hearing your podcast and finding your podcast, the two that really hit home for me was episode two. Um, it was the imposter syndrome, which is I feel like a daily thing for me. And I think for most people, and then I believe it was episode nine on the modern day careers, modern day careers with Jojo. Yes. Hearing how kind of getting past, you know, what it is that you are supposed to do what your family wants you to do, uh, what everyone thinks you would be good at. And then do I make the shift into what it is that I really want to do? This is the passion that I have, it may not be a typical career. Um, so those are the two that really hit home because I'm in the middle of that right now. <laughs> um, as you're speaking right now, like I'm getting the chills because it just makes me super happy that that um, those episodes actually meant something to you. And that is the whole purpose of the podcast. You know, I'm talking about all these like random topics, but they're topics that at one point in our life we experience. And just by hearing or listening someone else go through the same thing, it makes you feel a little less alone. So I'm so happy that those resonated with you. Um, And in I'm so happy too that you enjoyed Jojo's episode. I told Jojo like, oh my God, girl, if I would have known you when I was going through my crisis, yes, (laughs) (laughs) 
And it's because I think a lot of it is connected to society, right? Mm -hmm. We we're constantly accustomed to follow the quote unquote, the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And um, this is what I'm loving about this current generation that they're exploring and even creating their own, um, their own job descriptions or creating their own uh, journey. Uh, So Tell me a little bit about, um, if you don't mind telling us, of course, your feeling about you leaving your teaching job to do the virtual assistant, because I know that you're saying that it connected to imposter syndrome and a little bit with the realities of the modern career. So how, Mm -hmm. how are your emotions connected to that? First thing that comes to mind is guilt. (laughs) That was Mm -hmm. the very first thing that I felt because it wasn't just even before 2020, I had kind of been feeling like I've been doing this a long time and I love it, but I've only had one real, I felt like career. Of course, I've worked in in other places before, but in a genuine career, that was the only one. Um, And so guilt was a major one because I remember talking to colleagues before 2020 had happened and thinking maybe I would shift. And, um, you know, so many would say, you know, like, oh, you're so good with the kids and so many feel good, you know, talking to you and, we give so much advice about college because I had juniors and seniors. So they say you're able to guide them so well, you can't leave them. You know, you can't do that to them. They love, they love having you. Um, you know, and then I would feel that too. And my own kids would tell my students would tell me, they'd say, Oh, you know, my sibling's gonna be a freshman next year, they're gonna have you, they're so excited. So it's like I would always say, Okay, one more year. I would do one more year so that I can have your sibling. And then it wasn't just that, but then it was my own family dynamic where I had been so steady in my job that you know, as long I felt like as long as I kept my teaching, that um, home could always be um, like a steady place, you know, because I always had my schedule, everyone knew that I could have certain weeks off, you know, so I was able to help with any changes that happened, you know, in the family, whether, whether it was sports, or my husband had to leave for a business trip, I was always the steady one. So thinking about leaving not just my kids but then leaving and having to make a whole new schedule that my family has to get used to guilt was definitely the first thing that i felt i feel like women tend to experience guilt the most Mm -hmm. i mean maybe i should bring a man one of these days so they could (laughs) kind of share their point of view but it's true um being a mom or being a woman in general it just brings you a lot of guilt and i think it's again very connected to our culture where, mm-hmm. you know, we're supposed to be more of the, I don't know what's the right word. But um, also what I wanted to talk about guilt is so crazy to me on how many ways it comes. Because for me, guilt meant um, a cha- like changing careers. Guilt meant like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to take a pay cut. That's not fair for my husband because right. he's gonna have to pay more on whatever bills that we're paying. Mm-hmm. For Jojo, she she explained for her the guilt was that so many people were supporting her. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, she's like, I don't want to do this. And she was feeling guilty, like, okay, all these people walk me through this journey. I'm going to let them down. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is when you, even like when you're a child, you have a dream, right? Like in your case, like you wanted mm-hmm. to be a teacher. You probably saw yourself being a teacher for a very long time. You go through the school and then you realize this is not what I want to do. Yeah. And you almost feel like you're letting yourself down. Did that, mm-hmm. um, was that a factor that played in your role as far as like feeling like it left you you were letting yourself down? Well, and like you said, maybe it is more culture, but definitely growing up, 
school wasn't an option. And what I mean by that is like, you're going, <laughs> like, there's no yeah. conversation about it. Um, you know, now I feel like so many people talk about, you know, I'm going to go ahead and take like, you know, a break, like, you know, from high school, that, that wasn't happening with my family. So <laughs> um, it was just automatic, you are going. And um, when I went to college, I actually didn't intend on becoming a teacher, zero <laughs> intention on becoming a teacher, I <laughs> wanted to do physical therapy. And even that was a little bit kind of like, you know, pushing you know, the berries a little bit because my family, my siblings and my mom, my mom had gone to college, my dad didn't. Um, but my mom had majored in business, my two older siblings had majored in business. So for me to go into something so foreign, that already felt a little bit uncomfortable. And like, I was already second guessing myself, but I was like, No, I really enjoy this. So I'm going to do it. Um, my family was supportive of it, because they could make sense of it in the sense of like, but what, what is this major? Like, what do you do with it? And he said, well, I want to be a physical therapist. Okay, I know what that is. That's medical field. Okay, go for it. So it was familiar. So I'm like, okay, I felt good about that went into it. I applied after graduating. Um, and so many of the physical therapists that I worked with were like, you're probably not going to get in the first time. It's really competitive. Don't worry about it. Just apply again. I'm like, shoot, I'm getting it. I'm like, how can I not get in? <laughs> I thought my world was over. Um, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like all of my years of college have surrounded physical therapy. I worked in it, I volunteered in it, my internship and nothing else I felt like. So my mother-in-law uh, was a vice principal and she said, well, why don't you teach, you know, for special needs kids? It's still students that have disabilities, but it's a different type of, you know, disability. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll go ahead and do it. You know, she sees that I could do it just like my mom saw that I could do physical therapy. So I felt good with it. My mother-in-law felt like I could do teaching. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and teach. Um, that eventually became, you know, a 14 year career, which is great. Um, so it was more so I was doing things that if someone else felt confident in me doing it, okay, I'll just go ahead and try it and, and see what happens. And now thinking back, and I would tell my students all the time, because they felt they feel so much pressure to figure it out. And I'm like, you're 17, you're 18. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm still figuring it out. And thinking then, to be 21 and not get into graduate school and feel like I have no idea what I'm going to do with my life. I felt so rushed to get going and get my family started and get my career started. Um, so it was more so a pressure I feel like that I had on myself and just going with it because someone else so that they could see me in that, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's very connected to the other topic, the imposter syndrome. Mm. Um when you have a certain thought, a certain desire, or um, you you are scared, or you go to a certain point and you stop because you don't want to, you're afraid of the end result, whether it's positive or negative. Right. So we tend to listen to other people because we're allowing them to see what they see in us. Mm. So uh, tell me, tell me a little bit about your current uh, business. Uh, you be, being a virtual assistant, how how did that even become a thing? And are you enjoying it, or you still feel like you're exploring it? Yeah, so I had no idea it was a thing until mm -hmm. I just started, like I said, kind of doing my homework. So once 2020 had happened, you know, obviously every teacher basically was online overnight, and so. Um, myself and my whole department were like rapidly going through and doing our research of like different platforms and how can we convert this to online. And so with that, I just kind of naturally started to find um, this whole new world of education. And there was a year, I want to say it was 2021, where I was I was not happy. It was showing at home, you know, my husband could tell something was off and I didn't know what it was. Um, I thought maybe it was just 
you know, I, I want another baby and it was taking a while to happen. Maybe that's it. But then I ended up having my little man and, you know, I had him and I'm like, I'm still feeling this. And what it was is that I realized it was the job that I was in. It's not allowing me to have the life that I want, the time with my kids that I want. And again, I felt that guilt that if I go and try something new, I'm going to put more demand on my husband and, you know, financially and time wise and everything else. So I just said, okay, well, I'm already signed up for this year contract wise. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing and I'll just look. You know, there's no harm in like looking and seeing like what else is out there. So um, I found this program where uh, it's for Michaela Quinn and she basically guides teachers who want to transition out of teaching into uh, freelancing. And so that definitely like kind of perked my ears up because I was like, yep, that's me. I'm a teacher. I want to kind of like have that more time. And so I just kind of looked in her program and saw that you could do virtual assisting, which and what I love about virtual assisting is that you can pick anyone, any um, specialty area that you want to work in. And I've always loved wellness. I didn't realize I would love teaching and education as much as I do. So I was like, that's who I want to go ahead and serve. So I can still do and work with what I love, but I can have the time with my babies and do all the mom things that I have to do, you know, and even so this school year is my first year with my kids. And I was crying in the pickup line. because I'm like, Oh, my gosh, I've never picked up my kids before. Like they were always <laughs> I've never dropped off my kids myself. You know, they've always done before school and it's always been a rush. And I was like, the first time I went to Walmart and did grocery shopping during the day, like I was so excited to do all those little things. And so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm loving it. And I've got to meet so many amazing women that run these businesses. Um, so many amazing projects that I've been able to, to be part of. So yeah, I'm loving it. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that in in your excitement too with your children because I know that that means a lot to a lot of us moms. Um, it's crazy how just picking them up it brings you some type of fulfillment. So yeah, <laughs> don't get me wrong; they're still it's not perfection. They still fight every morning, but I'm like, it's okay. The fighting's not going to be forever. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, enjoy the no. argument. <laughs> The fight is part of the journey. Okay, so um, and see, and that's another thing um, for my listeners that are kind of like lost and wish they could do something, but they they can't, they haven't been able to find it. You can pretty much do anything you want. Anything you want. There's, I, I think the best way to look at something when you are trying to explore your career is if you were to have a business, what solution can you create? Because everything that we do has its headaches. Mm -hmm. And if um, you can help someone else make their job a lot easier, mm -hmm. there's a business. Yes, there's a business. Mm -hmm. uh, I always, I always, uh, when I was a college professor, I loved teaching, but I hated grading. And it wasn't because I didn't like to grade. It's just that I would become very passionate about grading, mm -hmm. that it would eat up a lot of my time. And then I would get behind and I would right. always be playing catch up. So yes. if I could have hired a virtual assistant that could help me with my grading, mm -hmm. <laughs> that would have been lovely. Yeah. Um, so cool. 
Now, being in this type of business, actually, how long have you been doing this for the virtual assistant? Um, So I had started almost a year ago. December will be a year. This coming December will be a year. Okay. So now connecting it to the imposter syndrome, what are some of the crazy thoughts that have crossed your mind uh, with this new role of yours? So first thing that... Of course I did when I realized like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do this. I presented it, you know, to my husband. I said, I really want to do this. And him being an entrepreneur himself, he was like, go for it. Like, you know, he's like, the amazing thing about your career is they're never going to run out of teeth. They're never going to be capped out on teachers. You could always go back. Um, and so I knew that I had that safety net. And um, so, you know, we had done our due diligence, you know, we saved up enough. So we have a good cushion right now. I was in this program, I was getting trained, I was meeting all these, you know, women and networking. And so then when I went to present it, you know, to my family, you know, my mom, my dad, the crickets, and the question marks were on everyone's face, because again, it wasn't, okay, so if you're not a teacher, you know, what what are you doing? And who's going to work with you? Like, who, what do you mean online? And (laughs) it's like, well, you know, there's online businesses, yeah, but they need people like in office. And my family is very much nine to five traditional job. How are you working from home? That's not a real job if you're working. Um, so that would replay in my head over and over and over. Like, gosh, maybe this isn't okay. Like maybe this is kind of like not the real deal. I can't really make something out of this. Um, but then I learned just kind of, you know, diving into podcasts and doing mm-hmm. self-help kind of reading, journaling that whatever big dream that you have, I'm going to mess up the quote, but you can't tell a big dream to a small mind. And not in the sense that, you know, small minded like that, but short sighted ideas. And so I just had to keep what it was that I was wanting to do with that community of women that, you know, I'm in right now for my program and my husband and everything else is just, you know, (laughs) we can talk about anything else, but that I have to keep to myself because it's so easy to fall into, no, this isn't a real thing. No, you really can't do it. Well, what about your babies? Well, what about insurance? Well, what about retirement? What if- and there's so many what ifs. And like you said, maybe for moms, it does hit harder and you want to take care of your family. You want to take care of your babies. You don't want to put anyone at risk. Um, but I can take care of my babies and make sure everyone's safe and still follow what it is that I want to do. Yeah. You know, thank- so- Yes, definitely imposter syndrome is something that happens even now, you know, when I, you know, try to put in for a job and, you know, talk to a client and they say no to my services and, you know, I get five no's in a row and then six no's, seven no's, but then I get a yes. And it's so easy to, to fall into that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing those two point of views because it, imposter syndrome can be, it plays a role in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy to hear that you have a supportive husband mm-hmm. um, because that's always not the case for a lot of women. So yeah. shout out to your husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the fact that you were talking about, you know, not everyone's going to understand what you're trying to do. And if you are kind of trying to get clarity or that encouragement, my biggest advice that I have that I would like to give based on my own learning, and you just mentioned it yourself as well, you can't go to individuals that never done the job because they're not going to understand. They're scared for you, which is that is showing good intentions, right? They're Mm -hmm. scared for you because they're they're not seeing themselves in those situations. And they're like, oh my God, but what if this happens? And then they put on that fear onto you. 
Uh, so my biggest advice is, um, and this is how this offer, this whole thing started, this whole episode, right? Is if you want to become a podcaster, like talk to podcasters, they're going to tell you the good and the ugly. And that's who you want to learn from. If you're trying to become a, an accountant business owner, like talk to accountants and see what are some of the issues. Talk to someone that is already doing the issues, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the issues, I'm sorry. Talk to the person that is already doing the job, your dream job, because they'll be able to provide you some of that guidance. And mm-hmm. usually um, I've heard this before and I think it's so true. When you reach out to someone that is doing what you want to do and you ask them for advice, they'd be happy to help you mm-hmm. because I don't consider myself a professional podcaster. I literally figured this on my own. But if someone were to ask me, hey, can I get some um, guidance on the podcast? I'm like, oh, my God. Yes, I would love to. Uh, so please, if you want to do something, don't be afraid. Um, go out there and like. Like Deanna said, listen to podcasts, get Mm -hmm. yourself into, and then everything will start making sense, right? Yes. Um, And it's a mindset too, you know, just like um, imposter syndrome is a mindset. If you let that in, that becomes your mindset. So Mm -hmm. I had to active, I still actively have to listen, read, watch certain things. So that becomes my mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, And if those things aren't practiced, then imposter syndrome can sneak in so fast, so quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it's it's something that you actively have to do. And that was another thing with your episode two that you were talking about with imposter syndrome. When you mentioned these celebrities that still (laughs) experience imposter syndrome, look at how established they are. And you would think how in the world can, you know, this person experience that? So we're going to experience that. It's not going to go away, but it's you actively surrounding yourself with those people that are supportive of you. And so um, even with episode nine, when talking about, you know, careers that are kind of more modern day, Mm -hmm. well, I can't talk to my family that only understand nine to five. Of course, I'm going to get that feedback and their intentions are, are good. And I know that they love me and they want me to be safe and secure. But I had to find a community that was also striving for that. And so yeah. it's, it, it's, it's a constant uh, mind shift that you're having to make. And sometimes it does feel exhausting. And I feel like that. And sometimes it is okay to kind of like just step away and take a breather. Um, but yeah, so if, if anyone listening is experiencing that, you're not alone. <laughs> I wish yeah. I could tell you that it goes away, but it doesn't completely go away. But then you'll have times where it's like, I'm killing this, you know, yeah. and you know that you're good at your job and you are good at your job. You know, that's, that's why you have this idea. You can do it. Yeah. Um, in that mentality and, and finding your circle. Yes. So before I, I do want to dive in into community a little bit, but before I even go there, you, how you mentioned the celebrities, um, there is a great amount of celebrities that I mentioned. And I'm actually really excited because one of the ones that I mentioned prior to the movie Barbie was America, Amer- what is America Ferrera? Uh-huh. Yes, right. And look at her. Oh, my gosh. She's like oh, yeah. glowing right now. Yeah. Good for her. <laughs> wow. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so it's so common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so let's jump into community. I, I love that you brought up community because I also think it's absolutely important. Mm-hmm. Um, 
how do you have a community within your virtual assistant world? Or And if so, how did you find that community? So when I was listening to podcasts, there was one that was going into kind of like post teaching careers. And Michaela was a guest on one of those podcasts. And so knowing this business, this program that that she offered, I said, I kind of did my homework and looked into that. And I saw that she offers um, or shows you teaches you how to start your own freelancing business. And at first, I thought, because I had that nine to five mentality, like my family told me, I thought, well, I'm going to go work for another place that's online. But then if I'm working for another place that's online, um, I'm just stuck at my computer and I, I still can't do what it is that I want to do. So when I looked into her program, um, she does have a Facebook community. So it's all these women that are wanting to freelance. Most of them are moms, um, but they're wanting to freelance and whatever it is they want to do, whether that's online business management, um, social media manager, bookkeeping, whatever it is that they're wanting. And so um, I just felt like virtual assisting was something that I could kind of ease my way into and really figure out what it is that I want to settle into. But what I really love about it is, like I said, I can shift that into anything. So I could do my wellness and I could do education. So a lot of my clients recently have been from Teachers Pay Teachers. They have TPT stores. So I help them with curriculum design and, you know, creating all those things. So yeah, there's a community that we have where I could always go to these women and just vent or, you know, say, Hey, this is like, you know, a win that I had this week. Or if you have a question, um, there's also a few women that we have like a group chat. And so we'll just like individually text each other. And like you were saying, what's so cool about that community is, you know, we all live in three different states. And so (laughs) it's, it's so awesome to be able to meet people that share similar goals and just to have someone that you feel like you could go to, um, you know, especially when you're doubting yourself and you see all these success stories, you're like, well, that's not me. Okay. I just, I can't do this. But then you hear other people that say the same thing, you know, just keep going, just keep going. And you always hear that, that you always succeed right before you feel like you want to quit. Yeah. So true. Mm-hmm. Community is definitely very powerful and it is important that you find yourself a community that is sharing common goals. They don't necessarily have to be doing the same thing. Like if you can have a community of five, 10 women that are all going for different businesses, but you guys are going for the same mission. And that's what right. makes it very valuable. Um, I like to always say that I have a community for everything, meaning I have my little, um, I have my group of high school friends that I love and adore. Mm-hmm. And every time we talk about like high school cheesemen, like that yeah. is my group. And then I have my other group that is like uh, my work group. Like we're not in the same organization, but we're in the same industry. Like, oh my God, it's you blah, 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 blah. <laughs> or I hate it when they do this. Yeah. And then there is like my mom group where we can talk about all things kids, right? Like, oh my God, this kid is driving me crazy. Or what did you do for teething? Or what, like, you just like create this amazing yeah. bond in, in a specific goal. The same thing should be for your business too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Same thing. I'm very business oriented and, and I have my, what we call accountability group. Every, uh, I think I've been missing my accountability group here, but every, I believe every Tuesday, uh, the first Tuesdays of the month, we go on there and we share our goals and we help keep our, 
keep ourselves accountable. Like, all right, you said you were going to post a little bit more on Instagram. You said that you were going to do more episodes. Mm -hmm. So we kind of keep each other accountable. Um, Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Deanna, for sharing your wonderful story. I am so happy that we crossed paths. Um, I believe you told me off uh, the show that this is your second time being on a podcast. You are a natural girl. (laughs) Thank you you so much for having me on and just giving your listeners and, you know, people that follow you on your Instagram. Thank you so much for giving this opportunity. Yeah. You were saying just creating that, that community and getting a network um, is, I feel like really what keeps me going. And I'm sure so many people starting off in their journey, it's, that's what keeps you going. You got to find them. <laughs> yes. And now we're going to ask you the question that uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of my listeners are wondering. So <laughs> is podcasting your thing? Is it my thing? Is it your it, thing? It, <laughs> it is something that I really want to actually support other women with. Okay. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yes. And that's oh. even why, like, for this, it's like, I don't know if, like, bless your heart for hosting. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> yes. That I would love to to be able to support and, you know, kind of see the, you know, kind of editing into, like, the final product. I think I love doing that. And maybe that's because of teaching, you know, like, you design yeah. a curriculum, you have this idea of how it's going to turn out. And then to actually see it play out, you know, I always love doing that. So, yeah where I kind of see it podcasting. So let me tell you something. Having a podcast, being a host is completely different from being a guest, right? Mm -hmm. I love being guests because I just show up, party, and then I go. (laughs) But in the podcast world, there is um, those who like editing. So I've said it before with the when it comes to this podcast, editing mm-hmm. is one of the things that um, takes my joy away. And this is mm-hmm. why I hired someone to clean my audio. So just putting yeah. it out there for you, Deanna, if that's something that you want to assist other individuals with or whoever is listening, right. um, <laughs> that is another job on its own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people in that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Again, thank you so much for being here. Um, I Is there any questions that I didn't ask you that you would like to share with us? Um, you know what? I think probably just the one thing that I'm in right now. So I feel like with my business, I'm kind of on a good routine of, okay, you know, whether it's cold pitching or reaching out or getting to different businesses, something that I realized, and I think I mentioned this to you when we, when we spoke yesterday, is that... Um, I feel like I'm trying to get back into my community because that's who it is that I want to work with. And maybe this sounds weird, but sometimes I actually felt like an imposter when trying to get into the Latino community because, you know, yes, my family is, you know, all from Mexico, but, you know, I don't speak the language. Um, so I feel like, oh, I can't because you always hear like, you know, whether you are Latina enough or Mexican enough or, you know, whatever that means. Um, so that's something that, I'm also kind of like working through and like um, having that confidence and like, no, like there is room for everyone. You know, we are all part of this, you know, same community and it's getting myself out of my own way. And so that's one thing that I wish I knew way before starting, whether it was high school or college, um, is that if you feel like you can't do something, it's probably because of you, you know, you are in your own way. And there's so many times that now thinking back, that I was definitely in my own way. And and I love that you're saying that because a lot of the times what I think we talked about this in one of my episodes in my previous episodes, um, 
sometimes your insecurities is what makes you unique and relatable. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, Before I even like wrap up this uh, episode, where can we find you? Share with our listeners what is your uh, social media handles or if you have a website, please, please share with us. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. It's Patrona underscore VS for virtual solutions. Um, I'm also on Facebook. And yeah, so if you go to my Instagram, you know, you can message me, you can email me. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And my last question, my signature question, what is something you wish you knew then that you would like to share with everyone? Ooh, okay. I'm going to use something that I would always tell my students. And what I wish I told myself then, or maybe this quote that I wish I knew then is failure is proof that you are trying. And that's something I would always say to my students. I say to my kids now, um, because there's always that fear, you know, what if, you know, I fail at it? Well, if you fail, at least you tried. And so I wish I knew that before and would repeat it to myself. Failure is proof that you're trying. So as long as I fail, I know what works. I know what doesn't work. And, um, I feel like that's life in most things anyways, you know? <laughs> oh, well, that was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you again for tuning in to Vida. I wish I knew then. I appreciate your support and hope to continue providing valuable insights and inspiration. I invite you to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Your reviews will help this podcast reach more modern Latinas like yourself who are on a mission to break through barriers. Also follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Vida underscore with underscore Jess to stay updated on the latest episodes and behind the scenes content. Recuerda, we're all on a journey of growth and self-discovery and we're here to support each other. Las quiero mucho.